Congratulations. You're listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the Bay's number one arts and culture podcast with me, Kate Rhodes. And me, Maysoon Wazwaz. Well, Maysoon, we want to say a strong thank you to our sustaining donors, Jim Prosser and Anonymous. If you want to donate to the show, go to congratulationspinetree.com. You can tweet us if you want to talk to us at Pine Tree Podcast. You can email us, congratulationspinetree at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call, 419-351-6606. Now, May soon. Sorry, I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) It was very, like, NPR sounding to me. Give it, like, trying to be peppy, you know? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. May soon, we got an email this week. Last week, I explained how I have been haunted by terrible poltergeist in the night. It's so fascinating to me. I can't wait to talk all about it on every episode. And so we got some correspondence from our resident psychic, Yay. Sarah Tebow. Oh, perfect. Sarah, or I'm medium, so Medium. Medium. Yeah, she's a medium. And Sarah said, there's nothing to be scared of. It seems like there is a friendly spirit around you. Maybe your grandmother on your dad's side. Oh, why is so specific? <laughs> oh. My grandma, that's my grandma, Ruth. And were, okay. were they the ones down in San Jose? No. Okay. My grandma Ruth lived in Southern California. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, um, but still California, so she, it's possible she kind of flew up to visit you. She was born in Santa Monica. She flew up to visit you. Sarah says, um, my grandma Ruth is trying to be helpful and wants me to feel taken care of. And Sarah thinks that they're doing these small things, so I feel like I'm not on my own. Thank you so much, Sarah. Oh. Okay, another thing that I came mean, I feel up like the the week. keys being returned to you was definitely like a a friendly gesture, even though it was a little bit creepy, also. But it was very clearly a friendly gesture. It's not like you know, your stove turned on and burned down the house kind of a gesture, right? I mean, our ghosts kind of confused. Like, uh, if a person did that, I would feel threatened. But maybe ghosts don't know all the etiquette of the living world anymore. <laughs> they forgot <laughs> what, <laughs> right? So oh, maybe, but also maybe up. it's a playful ghost who's like ultimately good natured, but like also thinks it's funny to kind of freak scare you a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I hate it's that. an immature ghost. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Oh my god! I feel like we can really like let's nail down this ghost personality and like give it a name. Maybe. Okay. Go ahead. Next. What were you saying? You were just saying something. And I in- I interrupted you like thirteen times. So sorry. About um. That. Another thing that came up this week was. Uh, oh, are we, we done with the ghost? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you want to say okay, more? Okay, fine. We can talk about it more next you week. You want to really personify the ghost? I guess we don't have well, to. I haven't had any more supernatural well, things Well, when are you going to have another one? I'll find, I don't know, you got any ghosts at your house? Can you dream about it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'll try to dream about it. I Maybe. can't have ghosts in my house. I'll be a fucking wreck. I would be just horrified. Okay, good. Hopefully they know that. I think I had May one soon. ghost experience when I was a kid in Chicago. And I don't, not ghost, but like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like you hear noises, but you don't. But is it really just your like 14-year-old, 15-year-old brain like making th- making noises to freak you out by mistake, you know? Your brain was making noises? Well, no. I thought I heard. I think uh, we were in our old apartment in Chicago and I thought I heard noises coming from downstairs, like the basement area, which is always like bad news <laughs> in most movies. Don't ever go downstairs to check out what the fucking noise is. I didn't go downstairs. Don't, I would don't. like slam the door. I was like, fuck you, noise. 
fuck you noises exactly. Anyhow, I never heard it again. And so I was sort of like, was I just making that up? Because I was like, like no one was home and I was like a little bit scared as a little kid, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. But that was my only that was my only uh, ghost experience. But I think I'm also like really closed off to the uh, opportunities. (laughs) I've like shut it down, basically. Yeah. And no ghosts have been strong enough to get through my ghost wall, my anti-ghost wall. (laughs) So far, knock on wood. Knock on wood. I don't, I just don't know if I could handle it. I think I would be really freaked out. I I don't know what I would do. I feel like you're more equipped to handle an interaction (laughs) like that for some reason. Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like you're more uh, open to it. Plus, you've got Katie, who I feel like is really open to it. I don't know. I think we would be terrified. (laughs) I'm terrified now just thinking about <laughs> You're it. terrified now just having a conversation about it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know, dear ghosts, I don't hate you, but I just, I'm not ready for you to come out to, to me yet. I just don't know if I can handle it if you're listening. Can I say it? Just say that. Okay. We can move on now. Good. Speaking of human and ghost <laughs> connections, there's a new show coming up at Bass and Reiner. Oh. They're presenting Pyramid Scheme. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. It's a simple and obvious concept, one that doesn't take much intellect to, to come up with, execute, explain, or understand. Weird. It perpetuates without further piloting after its initiation, like a dumb bomb as opposed to a smart bomb, a sort of wind-up zombie controlled by the thoughtless Ouija of the mob. It lacks <laughs> thought and hinders the foresight of the proprietor by preventing what? planning around, well, anything at all, really. I wouldn't call it a bad idea. I wouldn't call it a bad idea, though. As much as people hate Ponzi schemes and chain letters, they do work. I don't know that about chain letters. Okay. What do you mean they do work? Okay, so. (laughs) They don't fucking work. Yeah, chain letters don't work. What are you talking about? So basically, what the show is. They just fucking privilege the top dude and fuck everyone else. Come on. Well, yeah, if you don't get caught, that can work. Um, so basically what's going to happen is three artists are going to install their works in the gallery and at some point during the day. Okay. And I believe this starts on the 25th. Mm. Okay. And one of those three artists is Sarah Hotchkiss. Nice. And, um. Wait, I don't see the, where did they list the names? I don't think they did. Oh, you just, you just have like the inside scoop? I have an inside Ooh, scoop on this Ooh, nice one. Okay, go ahead. And then... Oh, the, each week they'll pick three more artists. Then right? those artists each will pick artist three artists. Each artist picks another artist. Mm-hmm. Each artist invites another artist to install work in the show no, until no, no. there's no room to they'll put pick, more work. Each artist will pick three artists. Oh, my God. Well, that's not going to take many iterations. And then, if, and then they do it again. And then... It'll go on like this until this space collapses well, that's under the ex- weight of that's art. That's exponential growth. Or I leave for that's vacation, whichever goes Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's an exercise in community and also a test of it. Who will be the first asshole to bring in something huge? Will anyone collectivize? Will anything get covered up, moved, or ruined? <laughs> it sounds really fun. Yowza. Praise Jesus so for this gallery... fun experimental exhibition. I'm into it. Yeah, I love it. I give it, I love it. I give it a 10, and I don't score anything. <laughs> Wow, 10 from me soon is unheard of. I'm going to go every week. The gallery will be open 11 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. All right. But they can't make promises what you'll find. And of course, Bass and Reiner is at 1275 Minnesota Street, Suite 207. 
Ooh, I can't now, wait. Now, May soon. Do you know who the other Something two starting artists up. are? I know you knew Sarah Hutchins sure was the first. Okay. I feel I like sure choosing don't. your starting artist is very important in projects like this. Yes. Choosing your artist in well, general. Well, they is have to be somebody who will then continue the strong foundation, yeah. right, of people who will do it. Yeah, or people who believe in this kind of like idea, this uh, exhibition idea, the people who are excited about it, who want to see what can happen, you know, who are like into the possibilities of it and might help influence some weird, cool thing that goes on. Now, May soon, we were at an event in the past week and we were chit chatting. We were losing our minds. Where the hell were we? I don't even remember anymore. At the library. Oh, God, yeah, that's right. Oh, my Lord. Oh, we had so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Mason, what could I ever do that would make you stop talking to me forever? Oh, no, this is one of the things I was supposed to write down and talk about. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And And what did I say? You said said kill someone you love. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though. It has to be pretty extreme. I don't just. And I, I was like, "Why would I ever do that?" Well, you asked an you asked a hypothetical question, and I gave you a hypothetical <laughs> answer. What else do you want from me? And I said that if you killed someone I loved, I would still talk to. And you. I was like, "No, you wouldn't." You and then you were like, "Yes, I, no, would. I would." I would want to know why. I would want to know what happened. You would want to talk to me right away. No, you'd need a break. Yeah, I'd be like, "What's going on, dude? Why did you do that?" I don't know if it would be that easy. I mean, not that easy. I don't know. Uh, I think I would. Okay. I mean, do you want to role play it right now? No. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, I think I realized, okay, if you killed someone out of like absolute spite and intention, I would probably never want to talk to you again. However, because I think you were a fucking. (laughs) And then. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. I'm bleeping that. (laughs) You can bleep that. And then secondly, but then secondly, if you did it by accident, like if you uh, if you got into a really bad accident that caused someone I love to die, then I wouldn't I I would talk to you, obviously, then because it would be it's an accident. <laughs> you can't. I don't think. Oh, me soon. An accident. Um, can we put a pin in this for just one moment? Oh, OK. Yeah. Wow. What, what last the hell? week I read an email. Okay, last yeah. week I read an email God. from Margaret Timbrell, and I forgot to say that she's who sent in the email. So she's got that show out in Half Moon Bay. Get out there, check that show out. I forgot to say who the freaking email was from. It sounded like I was just talking from my own perspective. Oh, I see. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Okay, now Mason, go on about how if I accidentally hit your Aunt Martha with a semi-truck, how you would or wouldn't talk to me again. I just mean like even if you accidentally hit her in like your SUV, your like BMW SUV because you become like a famous rich artist. I have a freaking BMW SUV. And you don't even like, you can barely see other people because you're so famous and no one else is good enough for you. (laughs) Uh, then I would be like, I could forgive you, but I would still be mad at you because you were such a snoot. Okay, Maysoon, I have an edit. Okay. Um, you have to edit everything? <laughs> Why? I can't say snoot now? What? No, 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 no. I was going to say, uh, no, I had a question. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Maysoon, point is, I would never stop talking to you for any reason, and you would stop talking to I just me don't, at the drop I don't of the think hat is what we I just don't think that's true. Have you ever stopped? Have you ever stopped talking to someone? 
in oh, your yeah. life. Okay, so what Tons. what happened? Can you give me like a couple examples of what happened? Mm, we just had a very fraught relationship. Like a toxic relationship where you're like, I need this person out of my kind life. Of, it's ruining me. That kind of thing? Well, yeah, it was just not... It did, I didn't see a path forward to, to oh fixing God. it, you know. Oh, that's so sad. Let's not ever do that. Okay, good. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> down. We can really process all our feelings forever. <laughs> I have, I've been doing the Dr. John Gottman regrettable incident repair process oh. when I have issues with my loved ones. I'll just put a link to that. Can you do that for work? I really believe Is that something it. that would work in like your professional career life? Do you think, or is it? I too think the much? only barrier to doing it with somebody is: are they comfortable talking to you about their feelings? Oh, right. Okay. So I think in a work then setting, no. it might be difficult just because people don't feel comfortable. Maybe you know. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's true. I think you're right. Okay, so this is about talking about feelings. Okay. Of course it is, repairing. Yes, it's a five-step process. Mm. Step one is you describe your feelings. And there's like a whole preamble. I'll put the PDF on our on our website, congratulationsfinetree.com. Okay. Then step two is each, you know, and you're talking about this when you're calm. Like you you have to get to a point where you, where you can kind of look back on the incident. Yeah. In a calm way, but still be able to talk about your feelings. I really, really think that's that so important. you felt at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> and so you talk. You, I love this thing they say in the beginning. First off, the goal is to build understanding. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to change anyone. You are kind of pretending that's like hard. you're sitting in the balcony of a theater, looking down on the stage where the action occurred. Oh, nice. This requires calm and emotional distance. Mm-hmm. So then step one is but talking also, about feelings. Sorry. It requires mm-hmm. that from both parties, though, too, right? Because I think it would be oh, hard yeah, to hold sure. that place mm-hmm. if one person is, is getting really, like, intense about it or something or kind of pulling if you back you get in. Flooded, if you get flooded, like, so worked up that you can't really... You can't be in a calm space, you know, like your yeah. nervous system is all keyed up and you're in like a fight or flight situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have to pause. Yeah. And you have to say how long you're going to pause. Uh-huh. Like, we're going to take a break for 20 minutes and come back to it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're um, using this currently in some of your relationships, your friendships. Yes. Right? Yeah. I really believe in it. Okay. That's a five step process. Step one is talking about feelings. And you avoid blame. And then step two is sharing your subjective reality. And then you validate the other person's reality. So, you know, each person, each person has their own idea of what happened, you know, their own understanding. And so, like, for instance, I would be like, you know, I came into the room and you were loudly (laughs) typing. You know, I have I've had coworkers you, like that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. You know, and instead of me saying, and instead of saying you said, you say I heard you saying. So then, I would be like, I heard you saying I'm typing so loud right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you would say, I hear that you thought my typing was loud. Oh, see, the problem with that is that it has the potential just to go on and on and on. Where you're like, I heard you heard that. I heard that. I heard you heard. Does that ever happen uh, by mistake? No, because it's all broken down into this step two is actually broken down into three sub steps. 
So you take turns, you you describe your perception, and then the other person summarizes and validates what they've heard. And then at the end, you check for understanding. And then if if there's something that one partner feels like wasn't fully understood, then you kind of iron that out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you ever I'm feel just saying, like... I did this whole process with my mom about something that happened at my cousin's wedding. Or like Wait, while we oh. were out for my cousin's wedding. It that only took happened. like 20 minutes. It only oh, took 20 okay. minutes. Okay, then step three is triggers, where you share if there was something that escalated the interaction for you. So, for example, if you were typing really loud, and I was like, (laughs) I felt really triggered because when I was a kid, you know, my Aunt Martha would type really loud right before she hit me with a frying pan. (laughs) Oh, oh no. I know that's not true, but it's really sad to think of. Right. And so, you know, if there's something that was really like set off for you that actually is from outside the relationship or the interaction, then you bring that in. Step four then is taking responsibility. I think this is huge. Each person Mm -hmm. takes responsibility for whatever happened. You know, like what what kind of set up the miscommunication or the regrettable incident. Okay. You talk about what you regretted. And then if there's something you want to apologize for, you apologize. And then if and then the other partner can choose to accept the apology or not. And, oh, then, and then if they don't accept the apology, what how what happens then? They might share what it is they still need if there's an unmet need. Okay, or so sometimes then that means people you have just to start, start like, the process over again or No, you just kind of hash that out. You don't have to start all over. You just be like you know, like, okay, say you're apologizing. I don't know why I'm putting it all on you, Mason, but say you're apologizing for typing, <laughs> for yeah. violently typing at me. And then, yeah. you know, and you're, and maybe you take responsibility and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I'm sorry for the first five so words I typed. But not the last 15. And then I'll be like, well, the last 15 were the worst of all. (laughs) And you might be like, hey, now that I understand, you know, more what affected you, I want to also apologize for the last 15. the last 15. Okay. And then I'll be like, okay, I accept your apology. Okay. (laughs) This is a terrible example. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good, though. It's nice to be lighthearted about it, about these things when explaining it. Don't you think? Uh, Yeah. I I don't know how helpful it is. If you look at the thing, it has a lot more like, it's like, you know, a lot of explanation about each step. And then for the last step, step five is constructive plans for how things might be handled differently in the future. Okay. Okay. So like, for example, I could get a quieter keyboard. Or also. you could just warn me and say, Kate, I'm going to be doing some loud typing right now. I just want you to know that. Okay. And it's something oh. I have to do, but I just wanted to let you know ahead of time. Got it. That's nice. So just like communication, really. It really is all about communication. Always about communication. Why, are we, why were we talking about this again? I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> we, I don't know. We really like to get into that. <laughs> We like to really make it obscure for people. Well, we were talking about Bats and Rainer. Reiner. Oh, right. But that had nothing to do with this. Oh, it was because... story was beforehand. It was because you were going to stop talking to me if I killed your loved one. Oh, my God. Back to that one. Because you were just then saying we would just go through this process. Well, if... Yeah. I mean, if you were open to talk, we could just do the... (laughs) 
my god. We just spent like 40 minutes talking about hypothetical nonsense. It's pretty good. I hope, listeners, that this helps you in multiple ways. One, to think about forgiving your friends. And two, to well, think about how you could work out how you could work out some major issues. Well, but soon on the whole forgiving thing, I don't think that people have to forgive. I don't want to put the onus on the person who was harmed, you know, to do the repair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think no, it's no, okay I don't think... if you don't want to forgive. Right. Okay. Um, there is something going on. There's so much going on. It's too uh-huh. much, in fact. Mercury yeah. 20 Gallery has an opening <laughs> in their backroom gallery. <laughs> no, thank God it's not. But it's going in, I think, in April. Oh, of course. Got to be Aries. Mercury 20 Gallery is pleased to present the Natural Order, an Earth Month. Oh, it's Earth Month. Right? Isn't Earth Day is April 20th? April 27th? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, they have a group show that, at, oh, it starts March 31st, goes all through April, and then closes on May 6th. And right. it's featuring Salma <laughs> Arastu, Alicia Escott, Julia Feldman, Linda Gass, and Amy Hibbs. And cool. it's all kinds of nature stuff and earth stuff. Does and it their say gallery. nature stuff and earth stuff? Kate? Yeah, it says b- in big bold letters in comic stands, <laughs> it says nature stuff and earth stuff. And then wow. that's going to be mm. open on Fridays and Saturdays from 12 to 5 and by appointment. And they are going to be open for Art Murmur on April 7th and May 5th from 5 to 9. Cool. I haven't been there in really like a very long time. So that's good. I should go to that opening. We got to go to everything. I swear to God, I'm getting a, any day now. Katie, research <laughs> assistant Katie Kondo and I are getting a fucking car. Have you guys been researching it? Yeah, Katie's got like several spreadsheets. That's why it's taking so long. I love Katie. What's Katie's sign again? Does she really? I love it. Katie's a Pisces, but I think she's got some earth signs in there. I love the spreadsheets. Like Katie's got the spreadsheets. She's going for it. Wow. Now, Maysoon, we got a listener email in this week. Ooh, I love those. Thanks, listener. This one is from Jill. Okay. Okay. Jill wrote in. I never read the stuff they say where they're thanking us for the show because it feels too self-congratulatory, even though that's probably appropriate for congratulations, <laughs> Pine Tree. But Jill wants to know, when you are at an art event and you oh, notice no. that your friend has been cornered by somebody that it seems like they're a little uncomfortable talking to. <laughs> Haven't we talked about this before? <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like we've talked about this exact thing I think before. we've talked about everything that can be talked <laughs> about. It's been fucking 300 episodes. Okay, go ahead. How do you know when to swoop in? And then if you are going to swoop in, how do you handle that situation? What do you say and do? Okay, first of all, if you're with someone who is prone to get cornered <laughs> at, at openings and like situations the main person where the- that usually gets cornered is somebody like an artist or a curator or somebody who has something to do with the show. I think you can tell when people are getting cornered because they start fidgeting and moving around and they can tell that they're slowly trying to like move away from the person. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but maybe maybe it's a good idea to have like some kind of like keyword with any friend and you could just yeah, make it up on the set up when you're first setting up nonverbal signals. I think so. That could be a one way to be like, hey, I really need you to get me out of here. Yeah. Um, you have to have you have to be hyper vigilant. Yeah. You have to have a constant eye on the person who you may need to rescue. 
Well, I don't know about that. That's a little extreme. Well, you do, because how are you going to be able to see their signal, especially if it's a subtle signal? Well, you can't just be there. You're not there just to have a constant eye on them. Supposedly, they can manage themselves to some degree. Well, this is your dear friend. I know, but like you're there together. You're also there saying hi to people and visiting, looking at the artwork. So, I mean, you can have an, I don't think a constant Are you saying that I shouldn't be having codependent enmeshment with my friend who's getting cornered? Yeah, I think you should. I think it's okay to have like a, oh, they're over there. They're talking to that person. Oh, I know that person. Okay. I don't know that person. Okay. So like, you're passing like a quick, by. Like, okay, you so have, have a healthy sense of what's boundaries. Have healthy, have healthy boundaries. boundaries. Number okay. one. Yes. Step one, okay. healthy boundaries. Uh, number two. One, you're going to want to have, before you get to the show, you're going to want to have like five to ten years of very intense therapy. <laughs> and you're really going to want to have the, um, what's the technique we were just talking about? The Gottman process. You're really going to have the Gottman project, um, Gottman process (laughs) technique (laughs) under your belt. So you can get that out. The Gottman project is my new independent art space. (laughs) Gottman Rhodes project. Um, okay, what are we talking about now? All oh, right. So I think, you okay. know, I think it in any situation, if Wait, someone... we're on step two. We're, this is oh. a step-by-step. Step. Okay, so <laughs> step one, healthy boundaries. Know that even if you don't help your friend, it's going to be okay. Right. Oh. Even if you fail. Okay. Well, you can't fail helping your friend. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you can't get them out of the conversation... It's going to uh, be I mean, okay. if, if you really need to get them out of the conversation, you just go up and say, hey, I have to go. Are you ready? Okay, wait. <laughs> step two. Wait. Step two, you have to notice that they're struggling. Yeah. So okay. you can look for so signs of beforehand, discomfort. Set up some hand signals if you can't. But if you didn't think ahead of time to set up any kind of nonverbal signal to let yeah. you know that they're in a bad situation, then maybe you can check body language. Yeah. I would cues. say like crossed arms can be something. Mm-hmm. Right? Closed, that's sort of a like closed posture yeah or um if maybe you hear the person they're talking to start to talk about like you know listening to the joe rogan podcast uh yeah uh also if they start to like if your friend starts to inch away but the person keeps inching towards them that's like a clear sign of like nope gotta go that person's trying to get out of the situation i think i think. but i feel like that'll happen to me sometimes and it's just because i'm weird it's just because you're like antsy and jittery and stuff. You're just like moving around. Yes, you can't help it. I'm con- I'm in constant motion. Yeah, I really think the key because you also don't want to like. What if someone's having a good conversation, but you can I can't tell. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I guess that's like, what I'm saying. Maybe if there's no if there's no laughing or like friendly kind of exchange that you can see smile laughing. If your friend also isn't talking either, like if the person's just talking at them forever, that's a that's like a, I feel like that's a good one too to look out for. Oh my God, if, May soon I actually If your friend have the isn't solution. actively like having a conversation with the other person, then I feel like I that's... have the solution. Okay, go for it. Step three, you have to intervene in such a way that actually leaving the conversation is optional. So you can go to the person, you can say, Hey, when you get a chance, can you talk to me about some of these artworks? You know, mm-hmm. or like, Hey, when you get a chance, can I talk to you about that thing we were talking about before? Yeah. And they can be like, oh, yeah, just a minute, because they want to continue their conversation. They actually weren't in trouble. Or they can be like, oh, yeah, let's do that right now while I still have it fresh in my mind or something. Mm-hmm. And then it's I think that's a little choice. tricky. Yeah. And it's their choice to do it. 
I think you should say uh-huh. not when you get a chance. I think you should say, "Do you have a moment?" Okay, yeah, and then because that's a more like, direct, oh, yeah, just a that's bit. a more direct thing for bit. them. Because if you uh-huh. say when you have a chance, the other person is going to be thinking, "Oh, well, they're talking to me right now; they can do it later." But if you say, "Do you have a moment?" It's kind of it has a slightly more like urgency where it can happen now. Or if the person wants to leave the conversation and say, "Oh, yeah, I'll," you know, "Hey, I have to go," ch-, you know, take care of the situation. Uh, nice talking to you. Bye. Or, or to the other person, they can say, "Yeah, give me a minute." If they're still enjoying their conversation with the other person, I think we fucking nailed this. Email. I think. Do you have a moment? Is it everyone? Carry that phrase with you. Do you have a moment? I think that Jill, if Jill doesn't become a st- sustaining donor after this, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it takes because we nailed that. Email How do we get so honorary good. like psychology degrees? Can we get like an honorary degree from Stanford or something in psychology? Yeah, I think the only way to get an honorary <laughs> degree is to become like extremely famous. Oh, what? Really? Okay. Yeah, because remember Elvis got an honorary degree? <laughs> For what? I think actually Elvis got like an honorary black belt. Wow. In some oh, martial that's kind of cute. I'm into that. I'm okay with that. I think if you're famous, people just honor you all the time. Yeah. Okay. So you can't, it's not something you can apply for. Should we send an application to Stanford psychology department asking for an honorary degree for all the mental health work we've been doing for our listeners? Yeah. If anybody, I know there's people from Stanford who listen to the show. If you guys have access to any honorary degrees. If you can like, if you do nominations and stuff, we would be open to um, being nominated for such degree. For such a degree. (laughs) You like that? I loved it. <laughs> that was a fun okay, segment. Amazing. Thanks, what Jill, else you for got? the write-in. <clears throat> Jill, you're keeping the show going, to be honest. Uh, we should be paying you. <laughs> Do you have a Patreon that we can be a stand Yeah, let us donor? know. We can just be like a fucking human centipede of money. Oh. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, you know, this past week, there was quite a lot of news that came out in the art world or the, our little, oh, local yeah. Give us art, a news situation. update. Actually, let me play a little sound cue. It's Maysoon's news update with news anchor Maysoon Wazwaz. Hello, everybody. This is Maysoon Wazwaz, your news anchor of the week. Um, this week we receive news from McAvoy Foundation or McAvoy Center for the Arts that they will be closing in mid mid year. Was it Kate? Yeah, Kate, something my like co host co anchor. Um, and that was quite surprising. I thought, to be honest, I don't know. March is the month of many closures, uh, art space closures, which is very surprising. Pier twenty four um, announced that they were going to close their space down on the Embarcadero, which is, you know, it's a photography um I hadn't been space. there in a long time, so that one's on me. Well, and not only are they closing their space, they're selling their entire collection. I, I just don't Whoa, even understand that. I, I can't imagine what could happen where someone would close their space and also sell their entire collection. Like, I, I that's stunning to they're me. They're liquidating. And I I don't really know what I don't even understand. I have no idea how to even like think about that. Like, why would you do that? Because it's like if these are all like family foundations that are closing, but it's like, okay, fine, close the space. But like, don't you still want your art collection? They had an incredible collection of photography. Wow. Um, so Is that, the economy collapsing? I well, I don't, I don't. I mean, who knows what these people? Yeah, the I mean, maybe SBB it's like their bank collapse. I mean, I imagine and a First lot of these Republic. people are, are big investors. First Republic hasn't and collapsed. Credit Suisse. Yeah. Well, it sounds like First they Republic say, is like getting 
Rather than operating with a significantly higher annual budget, we believe that money could be better utilized by local organizations. Uh, Wow. That's with, so that's a um, Pier 24. Uh One of the largest venues in the world dedicated to viewing photography. Um, It has a comprehensive collection of more than 5,000 works by 500 photographers, all purchased by the Polara Foundation. I mean, 5,000 is not, I mean, it's big, but it's not huge. I don't know. Is it huge? Yeah. I have no idea anymore. That's pretty honestly. big in my eyes. Yeah. I mean, to me personally, it's huge. But to an organization like an arts space, an arts foundation, maybe it's not. I don't know. Anyhow, I'm just really surprised by that. If anyone has any news or if anyone from Pier 24 would like to call in and let us know what's going on, I'm so surprised by the sale of all the work. Give us a call. 419-351-6606. And then following that announcement... um. Let's see, on like March 7th or March 8th, Ratio 3 announced that they're closing their Mission District Gallery, and it's a permanent closure. So that sounds like they're not planning on opening up a gallery anywhere else. That I, I feel like I heard that the owner, Chris Perez, may be moving to L.A., so who knows if oh, he'll be opening something okay. up there, but Ratio sure 3 is, is closed. And that's after 20 years of exhibitions, so it's it's. Also sort of surprising. Plus, I, you know, it's so weird when you feel like places are fairly successful and, you know, the okay, work that they're just, showing. I'm just playing the song real quick. So that was surprising. And then lastly, we just heard about McAvoy. Um, McAvoy Foundation for the Arts, is, um, that was announced, let's see on March 17th that they're closing. And that was also surprising. I don't think they're selling their collection. They have quite a large collection. Um, they've been in their space for six for six years only, which is pretty short-lived. And I believe they'll, um, they'll be leaving the gallery space in September of this year. So um, that's all happening very quickly. So get on out there. One last hurrah for McAvoy. Check out their current show. Yeah, uh, check out their current show, show called Rituals of Devotion. You've been an art administrator for, what, 20 years now? <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Uh, so God. I want to ask you a quick question yeah. as an expert in this. Oh, okay, God. so okay. of all these closures yeah. that have been happening and all the stuff with the schools and all the things going on, you know, oh, we've had a lot. we've had a lot of things leaving and ending and whatnot. Mm-hmm. How much? How much of it would you say, in your expert opinion, which is hard one, in your many years of dutiful service to the art scene, how many of these closures and things are actually my fault? <laughs> um, all of them. I knew it. I mean, you just said you'd never been to Pier 24. That's, see? No, I've been there. That's just your fault for not it, ever having been there. I haven't been, been there. in a while. They didn't know I that you cared. I haven't been in a while. I've been they a just didn't know you cared. So, oh, man. And obviously you didn't. That's why they're feel like There's listen, a big people. banner on their website. Kate Rhodes hates us. Yeah, no, Sad there's a big face. banner that's like, time since Kate last set foot in, and if I don't go, <laughs> it ends. It's like that, remember in Lost, the guy <sighs> in the bunker? No, I don't remember Duncan that. Duncan or whatever. <laughs> the guy who had the computer and he had to like hit it. the button or really put the code in. Okay, yeah, that guy. Oh, right. God damn it. I remember, it. I remember every single fucking detail. 
of a movie I okay, never saw. Well, Is it a movie? I'm in the hat and I'm not doing a good job keeping these places open. No, you can't you can't give yourself a hard time. But I do want to know more. To, I want everyone to tell me tell us like why they're really closing. Like what's going on? Oh, Why we'll would you sell your entire collection? That's what's wild. I don't understand Ooh, that. It's a mystery. I'm going to find out. I know some folks in the photo world. I'm going to try to do some sleuthing. Sleuthing. Sarah Tebow, get in touch with the ghost of Angela mm. Lansbury to solve this mystery for us. Oh, Angela Lansbury. Well, okay. So what everyone has to look forward to here in this new Aries season is that it's a fresh start. Because we're associated with the new beginnings, start of spring in the Northern Hemisphere, and all of its symbolic associations, new flowers, baby birds in love with their mothers. <laughs> it's such a weird Oh, one. my goodness. Fresh pea shoots out of a freshly mown grassy landscape, holding a person softly in the warm electrical floral air. Lightly oh, wow. dusted dryer sheets, the possibility of summer somewhere on the horizon. A fresh start. Aries is the chance we have to get it all right again. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's what I represent. Oh, that's from Astro Poet. It is totally. I loved it. It was so great. I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I was super into that first paragraph. I believe this is the actual new year. So if you had some New Year's resolutions that right. weren't kind of going so good, this is your real chance to this restart. This is your real chance. Okay, so everyone, you know, get your restart going. Get it. Get it. Get it's it. time to reset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And watch out for all the Aries people. They're going to be extra energetic right We're now. We're extra. We're just extra, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> I'm going to work. I need to make a shirt. I need to make so many shirts. It's so annoying. Well, you can get started on that now that it's the new year. And uh, I'm going to be wearing those shirts from the bridge. Ooh, to the other bridge. To the island in between. This has been Congratulations, Congratulations Pine Trees. Pine trees. So just